0: As I sat down in the D.C. looking at the overly done pizza, my friend Jake and I were talking about his friend's mom's death. He was
1: talking about how much it had affected him. I'm Mitch. I like to go fishing during the summer and the winter, and I like to go golfing a lot.
2: I'm Stevie. I like painting, swimming, and going on long romantic walks through Target.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I'm Jaden. I love date nights, I love football, and I love running track. Welcome to Modern Story Podcast episode four. Today we're gonna to be talking about loss at a young age.
1: Really like how when you were talking about your sitting down in the DC with your friend and how his mom died, that kinda really got me thinking about how when I was younger I had lost someone and it was kinda just didn't really affect me much when I was younger, but now that I'm older I can see how it really affected me.
2: Yeah. Same here with me. It just got me thinking about all the losses that I've experienced as a little kid and how it didn't really affect me until I grew up and kind of thought back on it a long time and that kind of stuff. It's
1: really crazy how those things when you're a kid don't really affect you until you're
2: until And then it's weird, and all of a sudden you're like 17, you're sitting there like, whoa, Uh, that actually happened.
1: All right, well, let's get started with Jaden and his story called Shots Fired.
0: I sat on the J on the alphabet carpet, a cold middle of a small fifth grade classroom. The police and the principal came in to talk to us about the shooting the night before. The day before, everything was normal. I was writing comics with my buddies in our little book club. Pages of paper were all over the floor. The bell rang blaring in my ear. I was getting bounced around like a ping pong ball in the hallway. I remember saying goodbye to all my friends, but for some reason, not Devin we really didn't get to say goodbye. I hopped in my grandma's car, but something felt off. My grandma didn't take me to McDonald's. We went straight home. I was just lying on my couch playing some Wii Sports when I heard five or six loud bang gunshots to be exact. Some man outside of a Rainbow Foods was shooting at people and driving cars. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, and there shooting in the area since I grew up in a not so great area. The next day when we went to school, there were police officers and teachers all in our room. I knew something was wrong as I looked around the room and scanned. I saw all my friends except for Devin. My buddy Josh and I were wondering where Devin was at. Is he late? He's never late. What's going on? That same bell that made me bounce around the halls gave me a bone-chilling ringing. The next thing that happened was the police officer came in. He said, late last night, Devin's mom was driving back from Rainbow Foods when a bullet hit her in the arm. She had whipped her head around to soon see her son Devin in the backseat with a bullet through the side of his head, laying in his own blood. That image has been stuck in my brain and burned in my brain until we went to the funeral and I still see it today. In that room was a bunch of confused fifth graders not knowing what we should feel or what was going on. They had an open casket but I couldn't pull myself together to go look at him. People would describe him as his head didn't even look real. There are holes still in him. After that, I didn't let my get or I don't let myself get close to anyone. I feel the pain will be too hard and I don't want to recreate that sad and horrific day. One, two, three, four.
1: It's a lot.
2: Yeah, that's pretty crazy to go through something like that at such a young age.
1: question I have is, have you started to open up to people and get closer to people as you've grown up more, or are you still stuck on the, I just want to be to myself and not get close to people?
0: Um, Yeah, I would say for the most part, I have opened up a little bit more, but if it's like school friends, I don't open up to, like, I don't really open up to anyone outside of my relationships with, like, if girlfriend, family, those are the only people I, like, truly try to show myself to, just because I had a similar situation happen in high school, and I did the same thing, and it just hit me in the butt again, so I've just, I kind of learned to keep myself a little distant.
2: Yeah, along with that and the situation in high school, have you found yourself processing those things as you've grown up, or just kind of forgetting about them?
0: Um, I honestly would say just because of, I tried to forget about them, but every year around the same time, which it was around the summer and going into spring, I still remember all that stuff that happened to Devin, and I usually try to go back to his grave and see him once in a while if I can or not.
2: Yeah, that's, that's crazy How it's... Do you ever find yourself just thinking about what it would be like if you kind of fully process those emotions?
0: Yeah, I I think it, the whole situation would have been completely different if I would have been a high or college age student and I think I should have gone up to his casket and like those are things like now looking back I'm like I should have done this, I should have done this to just get like closure stuff, but yeah, I wish I was a little bit older so I could process that stuff cuz it was Pretty difficult,
1: too. More of a happier note, what did you used to get at McDonald's when you were a kid? <laughs> oh, so, I it usually was like a switch,
0: so I would always get like a McChicken or a Big Mac, I think were my like number one and number two, okay. or it was like a McDouble with no pickles or onions, because my dad told me they made them fresh if you got no
1: pickles or onions. That's very smart, I'm more of kind of a chicken nugget myself.
2: Mm. You guys got McDonald's when you were kids?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, all the time. all the time.
2: I had McDonald's for the first time last weekend.
0: That's no way. That's, that's insane. Wow. Okay. And here is uh,
1: Mitch's story called Real Loss. In the middle of Mitchell's second grade school year, he got to school one day and his teacher, Annie Multrude, his favorite teacher, was gone. He didn't think much of it at the time because why would a second grade boy care if his teacher was gone for one day of school. In the middle of the day, after recess, all of the students of Annie's class were sat down and talked to by the school principal. He explained to the students that Annie had cancer and didn't have much time left to live. At that moment, Mitchell was confused about it because one of his friends in the next classroom over had cancer and he's doing fine. As the school year went on, Mitchell had forgotten about Annie and wasn't worried about anything except for what he was going to get after school when he got off the smelly be old school bus, what kind of snack he was going to get. He finally realized something was wrong when he came home one day from school and found his mom crying on the old plaid couch they've had for years. His mom said to him, Annie is now on life support and at the local hospital where she worked and doesn't look good. More time went on, and one time came for Mitchell and his best friend, Rigo went to go up to Trout Lake Camp. They had no worries in the world. The two boys had a blast at camp, doing things like going swimming, fishing, and even riding horses in the six days they were there. But Annie had passed away from stage four pancreatic cancer in the middle of the week. The boys' parents didn't tell them to ruin their fun at camp, so they decided to wait until the two-and-a-half-hour car ride home to share the bad news of Annie's death. After, his Mitchell's, after Mitchell's mom told him, he cried the whole way home and cried even more when he got home that evening. As the salty tears ran down his face and his mom asked if there was anything she could do for him, he said no. But he responded with a question, was there anything I could have done to help? Because he missed his teacher, I would have done anything to get her back. This was Mitchell's first real experience with death in his life, and was changed after the loss of his favorite teacher to a horrible sickness.
2: Wow, I'm so sorry that happened. Um, how did you and your friend? Did you and your friend go closer or go farther apart after that happened?
1: We kind of went our separate ways, but then that, because that was in second grade and then high school came around in middle school, but we really connected more, like our junior and senior year of high school, about it, and then we talked more about what had happened, and now me and him are best friends again.
2: That's so cool.
1: So would you say you had to mature a
0: lot quicker because of that, or was that not even like something that really had crossed your mind, like realizing the death?
1: I would say once I realized she had died after we got back from camp or on the car ride home, I really had to like mature more, but like I was not mature when the whole thing was going on like throughout the school year and then going into the summer, but once after she died I definitely matured about, you know, dealing with death and different kind of sicknesses and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, um, a little bit later, what was your favorite activity at Trout?
1: Mm, I would say probably dodgeball, cause I'm I'm a nerd for dodgeball. I love playing it. It was my favorite thing as a kid, especially at church camps.
2: Yeah, um, I love that place. How often did you go back?
1: Um, I went back up in middle school a little bit, and then once I was the age to help out like on the D team, I went on. I went and worked two summers. Well, I haven't been back since.
2: I definitely recommend coming back. We need more staff. little self-plug there. Please.
1: All right, I'll think about it. All right, here's Stevie and her story called Shot Through the Heart.
2: I opened the door to my split-level childhood home, the warmth hitting me by my face chasing away the crisp fall air. When I saw my dad sitting there on the steps leading to the basement, holding his head by his hands, completely silent. I threw my backpack on the entryway floor and ran to give him a hug to tell him all about my day like normal. It wasn't normal. So I called Peyton, my best friend in the whole entire world. I prefer spending time with her rather than with my little brother. I wish I was an only child. We even got to have a sleepover on a school night. I remember that day wondering when my sister Lacey was going to come home mom said something about that a long time ago she was fun she used to play barbies with me for hours and I always got the barbie with the pretty white dress but it didn't matter because dad was gone mom said he went to a place called Nebraska and that he'll be back things blurred together after that but people started to show up like my grandma Teresa my grandpa John my uncle and people I didn't even know mom was being fun she even let me go to Peyton's whenever I asked Even Peyton's mom was letting us do more fun things, too. Lots of people kept bringing over food, like enchiladas and casseroles, all the food my mom would normally say no to, she let in the house. And they kept saying, we're so sorry. I didn't understand why. More leaves are falling, and Dad's back home now. He's been packing his clothes, and so has Mom. Maybe we're finally going to Disney World. I got got picked up from school early that day. Mom even got us goldfish as we drove a long, long time and arrived to a place that I had never been to before. People were continuously apologizing to my parents and to me for some reason. We stayed with someone who I was told was my sister. She looked sort of like me, but she was a lot taller. She had a husband named Nick and daughters named Lexi and Livy. They talked about someone called Auntie. The next day, I was given a pink shirt with Lacey's face on it. I wondered why her face was on these shirts. Did she win something? Someone took Lexi, Livy, my little brother and I to go to a cemetery. There were lots of people, but I could see my mom, my dad, Felicia and Nick and my family. Why were they all at the cemetery? I remember running through the crowd to get to my parents and the people I knew, and they were all looking at something. When I got there, I saw what it was. There was a big, silvery gray shiny rectangular stone sitting a few inches buried freshly in the packed earth with Lacey's face engraved on that stone. A few years later when I was around 11 I learned that there was a word called murder. I was told that was what happened to Lacey. I never fully wished that I was an only child after that and I always made sure to hug my little brother tight every night.
0: Right off the bat, so what was your like a, like initial feeling when you came up to the grave or like the cemetery?
2: I was confused. No one really knew how to explain to a little kid at that time that your sister died and it wasn't natural and it wasn't sickness. And so I was just kind of confused, like what's going on here?
1: Did they ever find the person that murdered your sister?
2: Um, no. Um, it's been almost 10 years now, and it's still an ongoing search.
0: Do you ever get mad at your family for them not telling you sooner?
2: Um, I did for a long time. I talked with my mom once about it in great detail, and it was, it was just so much for everyone at that time that I kind of came to the understanding that they were just trying to protect us at that point in time. And I've kind of forgiven them. Well, I have
1: forgiven them. Are you and your brother a lot closer than you guys were?
2: Um, We are now. I think moving out has a lot to do with that relationship. Um, but yeah, we did get closer because of that event and my mom always looking out for us since that happened.
0: On a lighter note, what was your like favorite childhood thing to do with your brother or like
2: now what's your favorite thing to Uh, do with him? My brother and I used to play Minecraft Mm -hmm. for hours and hours. It got to the point where my mom would take away our Kindles.
0: Yep. I remember that happening to me all the time kindle
1: forgot that was a thing yeah
2: i I never got an ipad i got a kindle and then they realized you could download games on it i didn't even know you could yeah pretty fun
1: i think it's cool how we can all have these like similar experiences it has been like when we were kids but now we come together to like a random school and we don't know each other very well but like We have these very similar stories and it makes me wonder if, like, there's more people out there that are like this. Like, have these similar stories and experiences with loss at a young age.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool and I wish people would kind of talk about it more and be more open with it. But everyone's processing things and at a different pace.
0: Yeah, like, I knew going to high school because I had switched from going to a public school in a different city to going to a private school in a way different city. Um I didn't know that we were going I was gonna have some of the same issues, and one of my friends in high school had died, and that was a whole thing that I went through and I kind of knew how to go through it. so I was able to help some of my friends. but it was kind of like nice to like sadly have something in relation with everyone. Mm-hmm. But like through that, I grew a lot closer to a lot of friends and those friends that go to Bethel I'm still really close with too.
2: Yeah, that happened to me last year too. Um, one of my friends mutual friend passed in a car crash last year and it was sad that a lot of people knew how to deal with it already but it helped us grow together I think in a way.
1: Do you guys think now that after all these events have passed you think you guys are better at you know dealing with loss or you think you guys are still kind of like everyone's obviously shocked right away and sad but like as time goes on do you find yourself to be coping with it? better or worse than when you guys were younger
2: um i guess i find myself coping with it better kind of accepting the fact that it's natural yeah um especially now a bunch of my grandparents are getting older and starting to pass as well so it's just kind of given me the okay of like it's okay and knowing at the same time that we're gonna see him again at some point okay. i yeah. think helps
0: yeah, that was the big thing with me, is maturing in faith helped me grow, like, be a little bit less, like, a worldly sense to people. I don't, like, uh, my great-grandma, I think it was my great-grandma, she died, and at that funeral, everyone was crying, and I remember my mom and I were just sitting there, and we were kind of, emot- like, we didn't have any emotion, and we were like, well, we'll see her again at some point soon here.
2: Yeah, that's what my mom has always said. She's like, you just celebrate their life so that they've lived here you'll get to see him at some other point
1: well thank you guys for sharing we want to thank scott winter soraya ella and marina for helping us out on this modern story podcast at Bethel university in saint paul minnesota
2: and thanks to professors chris softner and his teaching assistants for maintaining this podcast studio and giving us access to it
1: Look for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast, which is about anxiety.
2: And lastly, go tell your mom, dad, brother, butcher, nail lady, high school teachers, your pets, your dogs, your turtles in the backyard, and the worms in the earth about Modern Story Podcast.